and hello and welcome to the DeMarco Polo Show on 88.9 KUCI-FM in Irvine. We're broadcasting from the University of California Irvine campus and on the web at KUCI.org and iTunes College Radio. I'm Barbara DeMarco Barrett. And today is Monday, August 6, 2012. And this show, which is my summer show, and we'll end when the fall quarter begins, aims to explore issues relevant to Southern California and talk with interesting people um, on discovered roots, spicy discoveries like Marco Polo. I have some crazy people in the studio here with me, so that's why I'm all over the place. So anyway, um, not last week, but the week before, we had um, three uh, newly graduated seniors. Well, I guess you'd have to be a senior to graduate, huh? I'm turning your mics on. Um, Talking about just things going on in the area, issues relevant probably to Southern California and to um, and to newly graduated people. And um, this week they're back along with two others. So we have Tony. We have Jade. Hi. We have Michael. What's up? <laughs> we have Peter. Yep. And we have Phil. Hey. Of course, they're not their <laughs> real names because of all the stuff we're going to talk about. We want to be free to talk so that um, no one would ever guess who these people are. And so if you have any questions, text them to 949-337-2752. And um, <coughs> last time we ended with something that started sounding interesting, and that was um, I asked all of you, the three of you who were here, um, what else, what advice you had for the world. the world. I thought or, I said graduating you seniors. Did afterwards. Afterward. But I guess the world, and that's what they remembered. And so one of the things that came out of that was um, started talking about cheating. And as relates to, I think, tests. And there was a big scandal at, at Corona de Mar High this past spring um, around around that. So so who brought it? Did you bring that up, Don? Um <laughs> Peter? Well, in the other room. No, is Don out there? Uh, we should get him in here. Yeah, um, I was just talking about how there's so much pressure in high school, and um, <laughs> how uh, that pressure turns into cheating, and that's where we kind of ended off the show last week. So. Or two weeks ago, right? Last week. It was last last week. week. No, last week we weren't here. Yes, we were. We were? Oh. Yeah. Then I must have had somebody take my Wednesday show. (laughs) That's why I only need one show, because I don't know where I am anymore. So, but there was a whole deal. I mean, it had to do with parents. Were parents, like, getting getting test answers that they thought were just study skills? The parents bought the um, AP test bank answers online, like the questions that the teachers will pull from for their tests. And the parents bought that online and gave it to the kids to study from. Um, And then they just had the answers in front of them. They didn't have to find the answers. Okay, and then somehow the administration caught wind of this. Well, the teacher found out, and then she told the administration, and then the newspaper found out like a month later. So what happened? Um, the, The teacher... Um, she just, she decided how to, um, you know, I guess punish the kids and what to do to, uh, 
uh, create their what I don't know punish she, them. Is she the started word. making her own questions. She started yeah. forming yeah. her own questions. She made all the tests harder and. Um, so you think this directly comes out of the pressure that's on kids at that school to perform and to score highly and to... Mm. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember. Was any one specific or small group of people punished it, it for was, that it scandal? It was the sophomores. It was the sophomores in the um, AP, AP world. world yeah, class. And so um, It was just one class. But it reflected poorly on entirely the school, school mm-hmm. so just for a few people doing that. And I don't know if that's directly because of the pressure from the school. Um, it could be pressure from parents. It could be just wanting to get a good grade. I mean, I don't know if everything is because of the pressure. I'm sure that's a large part of it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil, what about... Phil is from Vermont, visiting out here, and um, he will be going into his senior year. What about at your school? Do, do you have problems like that? Do In Vermont, are there... Is there pressure to perform? Is there pressure to to get good grades and to go to great colleges and and um, and does that force kids to cheat or what happens? Um, there's definitely not as much pressure as there would be down here. Um, it's kind of a little more laid back. I mean, there definitely is cheating. Um, it's usually not as extravagant as what happens here. It's just people copying answers and stuff like that. But for like the top scoring students, there's definitely a lot of pressure. What about um, pressure for college? Do you start hearing? I think here in seventh grade, you start hearing yes. about college? yeah. In in Newport Beach, what about in uh, Bennington, Vermont? Do you do you hear about? I mean, from seventh grade, were you hearing? Okay, what college are you going to go to? <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't know about seventh grade, but I mean, there's definitely always people have always been telling you like, since you're a little kid, like you know, you have to do well in school or else you won't go to college. And what about like, like teachers and? Counselors. Um, counselors, do they sit you down and go, okay, what are you doing? Where are you going? Usually not teachers. Um, a lot of people, like, just ask you, like, what do you plan on doing? What college are you going to? And it's a little overwhelming because you don't always know what you want to do. Does that make you want to go to college? I mean, at a young age, did you go, okay, well, if that's what I'm supposed to do, that's... That's what I'll plan to do, or how, do you get rebellious and go, well, if they're telling me I have to do it, I don't want to do it, or how, how did that, how did that affect you, I guess, in, in school and just in life? For me, college was really brought up first by my parents. I, it was a, a have-to kind of thing. Not that I wasn't interested or had any desire to do it. It's just part of the to-do list for the parents, and they're going to be funding the whole ride if without, of course, scholarships or grants or loans or whatever. Um, I'm curious for Phil if, because I know our school is really big on having us aware of uh, grades and integrity with cheating. I was wondering if just we could go back to that, if your school does assemblies for that kind of thing ever, because we do it quite frequently, and I know that at Corona Del Mar. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a s- assemblies per se. Usually it's within the class. There was kind of a big thing this year in the AP Biology class. The teacher had suspected cheating, so he um, wrote different like it was like math questions and he wrote like different numbers and he'd see if people and people would like copy the same answer so he knew that they were cheating so he kind of had like a big discussion with us and he didn't want to like point fingers so kind of the whole class suffered for it Hmm. interesting you're listening to the demarco polo show on 88.9 kuci fm in Irvine, and you can listen at KUCI.org and at iTunes, College, 
Radio. So, okay, we're talking about college and, and all that. So you four know what you're going to do, and Phil is checking colleges out. That's one of the things you're doing in California? Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's start with um, all of you and how you decided what you were doing. Are you are you going to school to do something that you love? And we talked a little bit about this, but I know before we went on the air, um, uh, Michael, you were curious about um, Tony's uh, um, upcoming year and, and why he's doing what he's doing. So that that's making me wonder, you know, how do you choose these things? Yeah, I was just wondering for Tony, because he's a good friend of mine. I know he's a fantastic musician, but he doesn't want to do that right now for college so Tony what was your plan um well I I play guitar and I did not want to go to college for guitar right now because in college if you want to play guitar you have to either play classical or jazz and I am not highly interested in either one of those so I um, I'm going to be doing like digital media art in college this next year and um but I'm still going to be playing music like at home and by myself and just focusing more on songwriting. And Because, uh, in my opinion, to make a good living in the music industry today, you need to be a songwriter. Like You can't just be a good musician to do that. So that's yeah, what I'm going to think. If I'm on. not mistaken, you were in a jazz program in high school. I that was. you were quite involved in. So why is it that you don't want to do I, jazz in college? Because... Um, Someone said to me the the problem with becoming a great guitar player is that you are a great guitar player now what like so I don't want to just go to college and then get better and still just you know be able to play jazz and I mean I like where I don't see where that can get me I I see where songwriting can get me I don't see where playing jazz can get me mm-hmm. interesting and Jade, you're going soon, the 16th yep. of August, and how? And you're going out of state. Mm-hmm. So now that we're getting closer, we're a week closer than we were last week, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, it's the the pressure's mounting, or, or just the yeah. expectation you're packing. How does it feel now? To it is all so real now. It it never really occurred to me. I always knew, okay, yeah, I'm leaving. I'm, I'll be on my own, but now it's really taking its toll on me. I'm actually leaving. I'm actually growing up. It's kind of, it's, it's scary, <laughs> but it's also at the same time I'm really excited. And since I know what I, I basically know what I want to do, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm not just lost. I have a pathway, and I mean, I know I, I might change my mind, but right now I'm pretty sure I'm on the right track. How about you, Michael? We didn't talk to you last week. You weren't with us. My plan for college, I guess I could say, well, I'm going to major in music industry, which means I'll be dabbling in music business and music production, uh, which I'm really excited about because I am a producer of music. I play guitar, I play piano, I play drums, but I consider myself only amateur in that. But I'm trying to make it into the industry, and I know Tony was talking about how he's nervous about what he could do as a jazz guitarist. And... When I was listening to him, I'm just thinking about how you could be a work-for-hire musician or you could go into different realms with, like, journalism or web design. You said you're going to study... Uh, digital media Digital art. media art, which is fantastic. And I'm curious... I don't know if we should talk about that right now, but if you have an intention to go into that realm of 
work because it's a little different depending on what business exactly you want to do with that. Yeah, um, I mean, I just, uh, there are a lot of possibilities with that that I was looking at, and uh, I mean, just any of them really, like, I don't know, designing logos, designing just graphics for websites and for, I mean, there's countless things to do with that, so. Does that come from an interest in art, or or have you Um, been an artist? Yeah, I've been um, an artist all my life, and like, uh, uh, highly into, like, photography and editing photos and, like, Photoshop and whatnot. Okay, all right. What about you? You're, uh, Peter, you're going away soon. Yeah. You're not going that far. No, I'm just going an hour away, so it's not as big of a deal for Jade. But I have to agree with her that it never really kicked in until this past month or a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's just, we've all known about it, like, since we got accepted, like, cool, this is the next step. But really, it's, it's like kind of a cliff, and you have to jump off. It's like a fresh beginning. So it's kind of scary, but it's really cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's definitely an interesting feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phil, you're out here looking at colleges, and you live in Vermont. Are you looking to, when you go to college, are you looking to not go to anywhere in Vermont or New England? Or what What are you thinking? Um, probably not in Vermont or, like, that close where I live, because I, like, do want to s- kind of start new. I want to start something different, so... Even though there's, like, a, a couple of good colleges near where I am, I don't know, I just want something different. But a lot of colleges in New England I'd be interested mm-hmm, in going mm-hmm. to. Yeah, there's a lot of cool schools there. Um, so, you know, I also want to talk about some things we didn't talk about or didn't really even touch on last time. And um, one of them is, I think, I think something we did talk about was how much does the media influence you. But I have a sort of a slightly different... Um, um, thought now, and that is, um, do you believe in what you hear or read? Do you be- do you read newspapers? Do you believe what you read? Do you listen to the news? Do you watch news online? Do you pay attention to what's going on in the media? And do you believe it or not? Well, for example, we were discussing earlier how we were curious as to why NBC is only showing the U.S. Olympic events, and it makes sense that we only have the time to see our country represent in the events that they are, but why not other networks? What? Why not other networks showing other countries' event without us in that event? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes it seem as though other countries, that, that the U.S. is involved in everything because of what we're seeing, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't see anything that the U.S. isn't in. Uh-huh. But is there a sport that the U.S. isn't in, in the Olympics? I mean, we, not have, we have no we way know. of knowing. <laughs> 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 How about javelin throwing? Is that a sport? Yeah. I'm, sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm sure there is. Javelin. Javelin's a big, big deal. Is it? Yeah. See, I guess I should watch the Olympics more. Yeah, yeah it was so. caught on Google last night. Their logo, mm-hmm. their banner, I guess yeah, I should Google. say, was Making javelin-related. That's so, do you, I think last week we talked about. You said you don't read newspapers. Not too much. I read comics. Where do you get your news? <laughs> Where do you get your news from? We get the but news from the comics. I get. <laughs> I'd say TV. Well, I don't know. Sometimes my parents will have the news on, and I'll kind of listen in. Or my mom will be like, "Oh, hey, come, come, look at this. Like, listen to this." And I mean, I usually I believe the news because I mean it's the news. So. Do you know? So, do you all think that? whatever station you're watching has the absolute truth, or do you watch a variety of stations and understand that some are more conservative, some are more liberal, some are radical? I think that 
most stations, if not all stations, probably present the truth, but, like... The truth as they know it, or just the truth? Um, well, possibly the truth as they know it, but also, like, different truths. Like, if... Different if, if that makes sense. Different yeah, sides. yeah, exactly. It's a truth like, within a truth. It's Inception. <laughs> it's, we talked about this last week, too. We, we're getting on Inception again. Um, but, like, you know, if... I mean, yeah. I, it would take a long time for me to describe it, and I'd get lost. So. I wonder why, when I watch the news, which is not frequently, why something like a specific individual who's just a citizen, no one famous in any way, is either murdered or kidnapped, and why that makes headline news and not something that our country is involved with with foreign affairs. I wonder why we're not always being aware of something in Africa or in mm -hmm. South America, mm -hmm. what problems we could be more aware about on the news that aren't on the news. Why is something right. local that's so small on the news? Right. That's a good question. It's almost like the news is like an entertainment industry. Like, they're trying to show the news that is, like, most entertaining. Yeah, get up the ratings. Viewers. Exactly. That's a good point. You gotta to make money still, and I wonder if it, you would lose money on those trips going somewhere that far. Right. Yeah, and, and as far as the entertainment aspect, you know, that, that all the newscasters all look a certain way. I mean... It's like they have to sort of be a certain size and <laughs> certain makeup and certain everything. And when and um, I was in Hawaii recently and was watching the news, and the newscasters did not look like newscasters here. They looked Hawaiian, right? I mean, they just had a different kind of demeanor. They they weren't L.A. They were in Hollywood. Um, I found that really interesting. Very laid back, well, other than clean cut. It probably goes yeah. with it, you got to appeal to your audience, like oh. in Hawaii. They want Hawaiian <laughs> newscasters because that's what people will watch. Here, they want clean-cut, nice-looking newscasters because that's what people want to watch around here. There ought to be a show like The Voice for newscasters. America's <laughs> 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 the next best voice there you go. for the news. Wait, they, they, are they all, they all, they all sound around. the same, though. They all sound the same. They all have that same the way they talk all sounds the same. Mm -hmm. Well, I know the guy that was on YouTube was this news last year, or the year before, that was just on the on the road in Chicago. It was yeah. a recovery ad. I know I he got on Doctor Phil. He's the voice of macaroni and cheese now. It mm. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter what you look like. So, so you, so you all don't. None of you read newspapers. Uh, here get newspapers in the house? My dad has newspapers newspapers every morning, and sometimes I'll, if I'm sitting there at the breakfast table, I'll maybe grab an article, maybe. Sometimes <laughs> I use it for um, just reading movie reviews, mm -hmm. but that's basically it. Mm -hmm. I use it to make art with scraps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have the news accessible to us. Right. Some, here's something I think about that's interesting. With iPhones, do you have something that you cannot delete from your phone, which is called a news station or a news magazine. Newsstand. Newsstand, and oh, yeah, okay. you can't get that away, and it looks kind of boring with nothing on there, so it kind of gives you incentive to read an incentive to, to download an app or a magazine. And I've myself downloaded an app called The Daily, which is a mm -hmm. standard, I guess, news station, and it gives you, like Twitter, in a sense, you only have a small amount of time or a mm -hmm. few amount of characters mm -hmm. to say something, and that will catch the attention of the public, I mm -hmm. think is interesting. That's what's cool about news now. It has to be brief for you to get the attention. Well, speaking of Twitter, honestly, um, the place where I get most of, like, the big news is Facebook. Like, if yeah. some big oh. event happens, at, like, you see 100 status. Yeah, and everyone so. talks about it. Like, there was from some funny tweets last night. My dad was telling me about someone from the U.S. Olympic team said the gold medal goes to NASA for 
There's a 500 <laughs> billion mile race to Mars that was just landed yesterday, mm-hmm. and that was oh, so right, funny. Oh, right, right, right. Huh. See, you know, I love newspapers, although I don't read them all the time, but... And they're going away. Because nobody's reading yep. the papers. Well, the news companies out there, New York Times, LA Times, they're all having yeah, their stuff converted to apps right. and online stuff. Uh, I know, what is it, the Huffington Post is... Very online. popular, but, and that's only online. Yeah, but at the same time, one of the co-owners of Facebook, I believe, just bought a newspaper, like a small newspaper. Interesting. So hmm. That he he believes that print will be back in style at some point. They're gonna so. Facebookify newspaper. I yeah, that's <laughs> I mean I. Yeah. When everybody gets tired of staring into their <coughs> iPhones, maybe they'll want to read true. a big newspaper again. That is a good that's point. Maybe. When are people gonna get tired of it? As yeah. I know it, not only is it just going to get old over time it wears your body physically looking does at anybody it read so books long. on their iPhone mm-hmm. you read books on your iPhone iPad stuff yeah, like that iPads iPhone well iPads books. a little bigger but an iPhone you know it's like the screen is so little how can you read a book but the technology of um, the Kindle I think it's called uh-huh. Kindle Fire yeah. <laughs> where it looks like a newspaper right. I think that's I crazy use technology yeah, that's that might cool. be the future of like newspaper technology <laughs> 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 She's showing us her Nook. She has a Nook app on her phone. Ah, okay. mm-hmm. So when I'm on the go and I need, well, I have a book that I'm reading for, and I can highlight and add notes. And mm-hmm. I did this annotation for um, when we had to re- read Frankenstein or Heart of Darkness. Darkness. And you did it on your phone? Yeah, well, not my phone. I did it on an iPad, but I could uh-huh. highlight, add notes, look up words if I didn't know them. I, th- I thought it was great. We're going to take a really short break, so all of you out there, stay with us. We'll be back just a couple minutes with more DeMarco Polo and uh, five individuals in the studio talking about the future. And welcome back to the DeMarco Polo Show on 88.9 KCI FM in Irvine. We're broadcasting from the University of California, Irvine campus. We're on the web at KUCI.org and iTunes College Radio, and we are here with Tony, Peter, Jade, Michael, and Phil, and uh, four are recent graduates, high school graduates, and uh, one is going to be a senior next year, and we're talking about all sorts of things. And a question came in, um, What? and this, this can apply to you too, Phil. Uh, what is your biggest fear regarding college? Being oh. on your own. Being on your own? <laughs> Sorry. That was a good one. Right? Getting in. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, biggest yeah. fear. That that fear definitely lasts the longest. I'll tell you. So that. that's the first fear, probably, as you think about colleges and apply. You want to get into the one you want to get into. I think yeah. it's just deciding the college. Like, there's so many colleges out there. Which one do you choose? Oh yeah. I don't know if this happened to any of you guys, but for me, I had a list of around 12 schools I intended to apply to. But along the way, just the process of it all. I only ended up successfully finishing an application to about five or six, and I only got into one of them. Did that happen to you guys at all? I, I only yeah. applied to two. <laughs> so did I. I only applied to two. And but I did, have a li- I did have a list because I went on to their websites to like figure out, okay, I know what major I want to do. Let's see what school I want to go to for that. But yeah, it only came down to me doing actually like two of them. Well, yeah, I mean, I started off with like a list of like 25 and then just started narrowing them down and narrowing them down and just got down to two. Okay. So. And the application process sometimes is so confusing. Because, like, on a college website, you're like, there's so many different things you can do. And to try and find the apply button, 
can be like 20 minutes of searching. Yeah. So I think that was a struggle too, but... But you know what? They do that so you can go through their website and yeah, figure everything out. And but so is it all the, all the um, I don't know, essays you have to write and they have to be different for each college? I mean, or can you use the same one? And what about like other forms? I mean, what? why do you not apply to a ton? <laughs> I actually didn't write an essay for either college that I wanted to go Which to. Which is very rare. It is Me very either. rare. Oh, but it's because Cal States. <laughs> Cal, no Cal States have. Um, That's right. Essays, and so with a Cal State application, you fill it out once, and then you could apply to every single Cal State university. That's right. I remember that. So because I applied I to a few. Doesn't yeah. it cost money to like each school? Apply. Oh, yeah. It does. Like 40, it comes out it's to be like forty-five dollars for like each. And if you apply to twelve or twenty nowadays, where you. You know, it's like standard to apply to, to that number. Yeah. One of my friends, she applied so to like twenty-five schools, and Oof. her like her dad didn't even care. She was like, he was, yeah, go ahead, just apply. You know, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how much it costs. They must be loaded. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay, so your fear is is being on your own, being on my own, having to like my my mom's not going to be there. Like she's the one who t- reminds me to do everything. You know, like, I that's all going to be on me. And Phil is, is, his fear is getting in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what about you guys? Sorry, I was just talking to my dad last night about, I asked him what his biggest fears were for me, mm-hmm. and off oh, the back he said, yeah, I was just curious, he said number one was nutrition, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. just staying healthy when you're away, because I know it's hard, and you have to be careful with the money you spend on stuff, right. and other than that, just continuing continuing to be true to the commitment you make to your classes, and trying as hard as you can to be successful and he said to me the most important thing to him and this applies to me as well is succeeding as well as I can in the major field that I am mm-hmm. in for mm-hmm. me all the music classes I'm in I'll have to try my hardest and show those A's for when I want to get a job right my what biggest fear um, is probably uh, my roommate Honestly, I, I, don't, I don't know who my roommate is. It could be some psycho. Yeah, it could be a psycho. It could be anyone that, you know, is kind of scary. You know, my, my mom said the exact same thing. That's shows one of the reasons why she didn't want me to go off to college. She was all freaked out. She didn't know if I was going to be with some psycho. That's why she said okay, because I was supposed to be with my best friend to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why she was like okay with me going off to college. You, you, you shouldn't go to college. Your roommate, your might, roommate be might be a psycho. <laughs> but the one thing I always remind myself is... The roommate is in the same position that I am. He's starting, you know, brand new. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't know who I am either, so the fear is kind of mutual between us both. But it's kind of scary in the fact that you have to live, like, with him right. for yeah. a year and you don't even know him yet, so. Yeah, part of the conversation I was having with my dad last night also consisted about my roommate, who luckily for me is a friend who is going to the same school mm-hmm. we applied in just confirmed the other day we successfully got the room mm-hmm. together but it's just like a new relationship a boyfriend girlfriend kind of thing you have to am i boring <laughs> 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 just kidding that was a phone that anyway was a question what i was saying was it's just like a new relationship and if you establish things in the beginning it may be weird but this stuff is my stuff who's gonna buy this who's gonna yeah, buy that's, that well, i was just sitting down with my parents talking about like how much am I going to spend every week? Like how, groceries that I'm going to have to need. Like how much am I going to spend on groceries? It's all really like, oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to think about all this. Yeah. 
my sister's roommate in college, I remember, was expelled after the first oh year, which is, mm. I, don't, I don't mean oh, that to be funny, I forget it exactly, but she was a kind of an edgy type of character, <laughs> <laughs> so that should say enough. <laughs> That's interesting, okay. Um, well, you know, something that kind of feeds into, and thank you um, to that person who sent that question. Um, <laughs> something that, that kind of connects with the media, the question earlier was, so in terms of then, okay, so your news, you get it from Facebook, Twitter, um, online, here and there, not necessarily not, not necessarily newspaper, maybe TV, but what do you tend to believe? You know, do you tend to believe, um, aside from like the media, okay, so something is said, something's broadcast, and now you start having conversations with people. Do you believe your friends? Do you believe your parents? Do you believe a mentor, somebody that's not maybe so close, but they're involved in your life in some way? I mean, or do you put the combination together? I mean, how do you decide what you're going to believe? It's just a little bit of all of like, everything. Like we said last week, it's commercials and TV and friends, they all have a huge impact on you. So I think you tend to believe your friends, obviously, and mentors, because you look up to them. And So I think it's just a little bit of all of them. I, I think it's like you believe who you want to believe, like, if that makes sense. Not to get all philosophical again, but, like, <laughs> if, <laughs> if your friend tells you something, and then someone else, some random person tells you something but backs it up with more facts and stuff, you still might believe your friend just because they're your friend and, like, you want to believe them. You want them to mm -hmm. be right. Mm -hmm. Tony the wise man. Uh, <laughs> uh, that is what they call me. For me, I've always considered what I believe a, a matter of trust, obviously, and that that's comes with what <coughs> Jade and Tony have been saying. Uh, but getting in deeper to that, what I mean is... If it's a teacher who gets paid to teach you a specific type mm -hmm. of lesson, or a mentor, or a friend, it it could be wrong. They could have gotten... To me, it's where did they get their information? Mm -hmm. Who taught them? It could right. have been biased along the, the grapevine. So, in the end, it's really just a matter of go with your gut. Yeah. I was going to say, are you... Do you... You know, rely on intuition or sort of gut feeling? Oh, yeah. Intuition <laughs> is... A, <laughs> like I said, it's, it's that gut feeling when... You hear something on the news or from a friend, whoever it is. Are you sure you just graduated from high school? You sound like yeah. you've been out for about ten years. You have some wisdom happening. That here. is just him. <laughs> the smart one. He's the you. smart one. Who's Tanner? Uh, uh, is that no? He's one of my buddies. Who's also he reminds you of him. Oh, yeah. Good. What about you, uh, Peter? Um, I have to agree with what all of them have been saying. Um, I just I believe who I want to believe and. You know, common sense ties into when somebody tells you something. Um, so, yeah, I, I really trust what my parents have to say. Um, I never question what they really say. But, uh, yeah. I've kind of had a problem because I'm really gullible for a while. I still am, so I kind of believe everything mm -hmm. I hear, which can be a little bit of a problem. Uh, that's kind of my problem, too, kind of. Gullible? Yeah. How do you sift through it, then? Um, I don't know. After people play jokes on you for a while, because I know you're gullible, you kind of realize when... <laughs> well, I, how I sift through information, my older sister has, I think, has one of the biggest impacts on me. She, her, 
her thoughts and her beliefs and everything, they take a major toll on me. So I kind of tend to believe what she believes. Mm-hmm. So, because she, I've... I, I trust to, her. Yeah, I look mm-hmm. up to her a lot. Oh, yeah. Family is a big part. Yeah. yeah. You're raised to believe a certain thing or learn from people a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, we last week we talked about um, the environment a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just curious. I'm curious of a couple things. One, one question for Phil. And that is because here we, you know, like last week, Tony, you were talking about how you have to run after your parents all the time to turn off the water. And, um, oh, that's a pain. Isn't that a pain? That must be awful. It's, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and Phil, when we were talking before the show, you were saying that water isn't a problem in Vermont. So what are, what are your environmental concerns there? What do you, what do you say get after your friends and relatives uh, for doing to, to, uh, for them to be aware of. Is there anything that goes mm-hmm. on there that, that may, might be different from us here in Southern California? I don't know about different. Um, definitely, like, recycling things. Mm-hmm. A lot of places don't have places to recycle, so you have to throw them out, which is a problem. Um, in Vermont? In Vermont, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same here. Um, um, well, do you know, because I know that here it's said that, like, the garbage all gets recycled. It, it, is well, that that's Newport Beach. In Newport Beach, does that happen at all? I don't think that all? happens okay. I think the garbage goes in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> makes sense. And, you know, last time, Jay, as I recall, oh. there was some trouble about your plastic cup, and I wonder if anything's changed over the last week. <laughs> well, I haven't, well, I haven't really been using plastic cups except for today before the show, <laughs> and that went into Peter's hands, so I don't know where... Are you what recycling happened? it then? I couldn't find a recycling thing here. That's so. true. That's, That's no true. excuse. No excuse. So what do you? <laughs> you know what? I can just take it home. I have a recycling bin at my house, it's which we right use now, very frequently every day. Bin. I'm glad that you recycle. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. You could just skip the whole need to recycle you know? and just not use the plastic in the first place. Well, you but know what? I no. I'd rather have enjoy it and then recycle <laughs> it. Okay. Let me have my plastic. <laughs> compost is another big thing. Um, we have a compost heap, but. I guess a lot of people just throw also like their food and stuff like that into the garbage, which mm-hmm. it's much better if it's there's compost. What about you know? I'm curious in Vermont if um, I mean I lived there. Uh, I went to school in Vermont, and so things were you know different. I mean, recycling wasn't as was not nearly as big a deal as it is now. But what about entitlement? I mean, in in where we live, there's like a sense of entitlement because you know. A lot of people have a lot here, and so, um, you know, like you could be driving down the street and somebody, you know, in their wonderful car takes up space and makes you pull over because maybe you have a less wonderful car. So there's a sense of entitlement that's at play every day of my life here. But <laughs> <laughs> Not just because of my car. But um, what about there? I mean, do you have that, or is there more of um, equality. equality or similarity yeah. between Fairness. people because of income <laughs> levels and so they treat each other better or, or more fair? Um, I mean, there's definitely like class distinctions and stuff, but I I don't think it's in the same way. I don't think like usually people in Vermont are pretty laid back, so there's not quite like the race to like have the best of everything. I mm-hmm. think um, it's a little more chill in that sense. <laughs> It's good to be chill. <laughs> what about all of you? Do you what, what's your experience with that in terms of, um, do you feel, am I like going 
a little too far, saying there's more no. of a sense of entitlement here. No, that's it's definitely there. Definitely is a sense of entitlement, especially coming from Newport Beach. It's all high class, and I think with money comes the feeling of entitlement, and most people here have a lot of money. That just, I guess, there's a lack of humble, rich yeah. people mm-hmm. in Newport mm-hmm. Beach. But don't be afraid that that's not yeah nowhere. Yeah. Right. I think it's kind of America itself. Like it's kind of the mm-hmm. idea, like. You know, if you get money, you deserve it, and it's because you worked hard. So if you have a lot of money, you should show it off. And people um, who don't have as much money, it's just because they haven't worked hard, which is definitely debatable. But I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the American ideal, is like to get as much money as you can. Right. And, and, you know, one of my pet peeves is when people have a lot of money and they don't do any good things with it. Oh, yeah. Charity is you know? one of the most important aspects of life. Right. But, I mean, like you were saying, like, you, your family takes in foster kids, mm-hmm. Jade. And, I mean, that's something, you know, people doing something with what they have, which, you know, is impressive because it's not often done, you know. Instead, it's like, well, I have this extra money. I think I need to have something lifted or pulled or <laughs> yeah, plastic surgery, <laughs> which is another topic. Yeah. I just got back from a camp. I'll, I'll just mention the name, Grammy Camp. It, mm-hmm. I would recommend that to all high schoolers to look into and... It's hosted by the Recording Academy and Grammy Foundation, and that's where all the aspects, logistics are worked out for the Grammys. And part of the camp, they they teach us how important it is to give back, and they teach us about nonprofit. Mm -hmm. They have professionals come and talk about it. And I think that's really warming to know that in the inside of the industry, they care, Mm -hmm. and they're trying to give back along the way. Well, that kind of fits in with after the show, you're going off to... I'm just going off to FedEx to, to mail a box of medical supplies to my mentor from camp, who is a very successful man. He's a house music DJ in Europe, very popular. He's a product specialist spokesperson for Avid, which is very big to say. Mm-hmm. And his wife, when she was 17, started a nonprofit organization for a small city in Ecuador, Mindo. The profit is called Mindo Futures. They go on a medical mission every summer, and they were short on a few supplies, and so he voiced that to the camp. And I'm just sending off mm-hmm. a big box of things as much as I can help. So is that something you've done in the past? Have you volunteered or done any sort of not, thing like not that? Really. Is this I, the first? Actually, to be honest, I, I kind of cheated my way through high school with the community <laughs> service hours. I'm sure a lot of people do, which I regret. There's a lot of ways I could have benefited the community, mm-hmm. but I did fashion competitions to help the school get cred. Mm-hmm. So... This is kind of my first thing, and, and it feels good. I, I watched a TED Talk once. I don't know if everyone yeah, knows Ted. what those are. Everybody out there, TED.com, check it out. It's Ted. TED.com or org. It's TED. Oh, it's actually, I'm not sure. Yeah, but wonderful talk. I watched a talk on a study that was done on uni- a university in Sweden or Switzerland, I'm not sure, and they gave random people on the streets money, uh, disregard the amount, but they gave some people money to go spend on themselves and some money to spend on anyone else some somehow charity mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and then they contacted the people in the evening with what they did and generally speaking i guess the result was that the people that spent money on someone else felt generally more happy right and the people that spent it on themselves didn't feel any different at all you know there was a study done that's in a book and i can't remember the doctor's name it's some somebody who's popular and and the study had to do with why women tend to live longer than men, and part of that is the volunteering. Women tend to be the volunteers. Interesting. Giving. Mm. And cool. um, that giving is something that prolongs your life because it makes you feel good. I feel like um, at my school sometimes, though, like 
for colleges and you have to have a community service credit and there's mm-hmm. a lot of like pressure yeah. for community service mm-hmm. so I feel like sometimes people just do it not because they actually want to like give to the world but like just because they have to right that is yeah, a that's big problem that's how most of high school was was no one I don't think a lot of people actually wanted to do it until mm-hmm. they got there and they're like okay well this is actually kind of okay but we only did it because we had to do it yeah that's always been a bummer to me knowing that there's people that even if it's not charity, but doing extracurricular activities right. like different clubs on campus, which could be so much fun, just genuinely. Mm-hmm. But people are doing it for the paperwork for sure. college, and that's that's not cool. It's not enjoyable. What about you, Tony? What's your relationship with um, volunteering, or do you do any volunteering? Or um, I mean, I um anything with church or I this I'm. Actually, right after this um, show, I'm going to a church, a meeting at my church to um, help work out details for a retreat coming up, mm-hmm. which is um, a retreat for like the conf- the pe- the confirmation candidates, people about to get confirmed at our church. Um, so I'm going to work out the logistics of that, and then this weekend we are. G- it's going to be like a we're leaving on Friday. We're coming back. We're leaving early Friday. We're coming back late Sunday, and it's just we're going to be just. You know, spending time with all of the kids. And so, does it? Stuff. I mean, how does it? Does it feel like volunteering? Does it feel like you're giving something, or does it? it because it's um, something you enjoy doing. Is that different? I think that. I mean, with what I'm doing, because I'm playing music on the retreat, and so it's almost like it's enjoyable. So, I mean, I didn't even. I mean, it took me a second to realize that that's kind of community service right now, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't feel like it. And that's me. awesome. That's, that's the best how, kind. That's, that's the how best church groups are. That's why I love going to church, things like that, because they are subtly easing you into doing great things. Mm-hmm. That was deep. What <laughs> 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 about you, Peter? Because you are a, an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Um, well, in Boy Scouts, community service is something that you have to do not because it's standard and Mm -hmm. boy scouts really you're in scouts because you want to help you want to do so much so i mean i don't even think twice i probably could have had like 600 or 700 hours but i just didn't log them for school Mm -hmm. but you just help so much you go to races you like help with everything um you do eagle projects which help other eagle scouts Mm -hmm. and that's community service but i'm also very tied to my church and we always go down to Tijuana in Mexico and deliver a metric ton of food to the mm. kids. Oh, really? And That's it's, great. It's really mm-hmm. fun. I do that almost every year. Um, and I've just been doing it since a kid, so That's it's something really awesome. I've just lived with community yeah. service. And y- we got to mention our, our, our friend here, Peter. He's, he's talked about Boy Scouts, but our man here is an Eagle Scout. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Represent. Yes. Where, he's uh, a big man. Which takes a lot of work. It, it does. does. <laughs> it really does. We know for him that he's been working all summer for yeah. that stuff, all year. Yeah. He's a hard worker. We're getting to the end of our hour, and we haven't um, talked much at all about um, social networking. And I'm curious how, I know this is important to you, Michael, and I, I'm just curious how it is for all of you, how important it is um you know what it is in your life um i mean at the camp i mentioned at grammy camp we learned that the music industry is very integrated with social networking i think almost all industries have to it's just the way of connecting and communicating with the public these days there's so many to choose from too and they get so popular and they come from these smart geniuses that just know how to design an app or a website right 
whether it be Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Tumblr, right. Facebook, MySpace, I know, is being reinvented. Their business model has completely changed really? because it's it's a music network How, how now. can you be involved with all of them, though? Um, right? I mean, can you or should you pick a couple if yeah. you're... I mean, do all of you just <laughs> do everything or do you just pick, like, a couple? You could be on the Internet all okay. day. All it day. could be your life if you wanted to be. <laughs> That's why there's people that are hired to do that mm-hmm. stuff, right? Like, you could be thinking that you're talking to a favorite artist on Twitter or their Facebook, right. and it's not really That's them, the unfortunately. <laughs> but I know you said you're going into design. You're going to have to maybe design a website. I know Peter's I designing his own website. Yeah, it's a very unique process. Maybe I'll design a brand new yeah. social media. <laughs> maybe. You are the wise one here. I'm having a deja vu. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> what do you do? This is your radio station. Do you have a website for your stuff? You communicate with the public? I do. Other than with this radio microphone. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm I'm considering uh, Pinterest. Pinterest. I love <laughs> I don't Pinterest. know anything about it. So okay. um, Pinterest is an online pin board. It's where and that's the women. It's females. like a cork board, and yeah. each person either I don't even I don't even have an account, but I go on and like there's different you can search stuff. It's just basically a huge group of people are just putting ideas, things they like. It's it's a big pin board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just, the just, internet on a It's just board. it's just crafts and like lots of pictures. Yeah. Right? So like if you well, like pictures and ideas, crafts. It? Yeah, you can pin so repin it. So then you can it, look so that, back. Mm-hmm, you can repin it. So and your people friends use can it for it. art projects too. I know writers who are say writing a novel and they will um, like for mm-hmm. one of their characters they'll you know pin his or her wardrobe, um, his or her books and movies, and this is for a fictional character. Kind of interesting mm-hmm. to draw people into mm-hmm. the project, into the book. I yeah. think one of the biggest aspects about social networking is that it's connected the entire world. Mm-hmm. And thinking about how Twitter has these things called hashtags, and everyone could right. be talking about the same thing on a different side of the planet, mm-hmm. and it could cause some global controversy, right. or just be and how like revolutions that have happened this past year have been have happened and have been. Um, Supported by Facebook and Twitter, like that's how they right. communicated and mm-hmm. uprised, uprose. Yeah, not that we should talk about it, but Coney 2012. Mm-hmm. That that's was what I was just thinking. Raving the internet. Mm-hmm. It really was everyone taking over. And we don't know if that was true or not. That goes into believing the right. news. Right. Oh, we're tying stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we have a minute left, so each of you take thirty seconds and. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, you take 20 seconds and uh, whatever. And We're wasting take a, time. Take a second. I don't think we have any more time now. Okay, so. <laughs> no, what, what, um, what, last words, somebody. What, what's important that we haven't talked about that, that we need to do this again someday? A golden nugget of advice. Yeah, a golden nugget of advice for either people um, graduating high school next year, people who just did, who are going off to college, um... Peter, I see a finger raise. What I would <laughs> recommend to all seniors going in this year, seniors, is just to enjoy it because it's your last year of high school. And even if you hate high school, it's when you graduate and you look back, you really loved it. And, so. and you're going to have all of your buddies that are all yeah. moving away, parting ways, and it'll get weird. And but yet, home. don't just savor it. But yet, don't let go of everything. Don't totally go off the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, what are your wise words? 
my wise words, do what you love. Don't go to college. Be or, I mean, go to college. Don't go to college. I was going to say that go to college for something you enjoy doing, not for something you think you should do. That and get your core yeah. classes in in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about go to college? Phil. Don't. Yeah, Phil. Uh, Phil, what's your last <laughs> last words? I don't know. Um, just try your best. Try your best. Try your best. Nothing wrong don't with stress that. Stress too much. I, I guess my last words would be to do what you love and don't let anyone stop you along the way. Just keep pushing That's through, right. even yeah, if it's yeah. hard. Avoid those obstacles. That's absolutely right. Thank all. Thank you, all of you, for uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for having us be here. This has been great. It's been a lot of fun. You've been listening to the DeMarco Polo Show on KUCI FM in Irvine. I'm going to leave you with a quote that we opened the show last week with, and it's a quote by Mark Twain who said, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the ones you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, and discover. Thank you so much for listening.